Welcome to the Prophecy Club. If you think I'm trying to sell you DVDs, you have missed my heart. But I do want you to get these DVDs today, not because we need to move them, though we do, uh, but because you need these. I'm tell you why you need these seven DVDs. We have thought and planned carefully to put together an awesome package. As Trump and Putin just talked, kind of the Russians are on everybody's mind right now, as they should be. So we're going to talk about that as it relates to Bible prophecy. First of all, the offer, and let me tell you about each one of them. The seven DVDs for this Russian gift offer are Top Soviet War Plans for America, Russian Defector Warns America, I Saw Subs Attack America, Russian Bear Awakes, Babylonians Are Coming, Russia's Secret Weapon to Defeat America, Storm Judgment and Revival. And the first 34 orders get Jeff Nyquist's book, Origins of the Fourth World War, free. It's all valued about $230, and you can get the discs, that's seven discs, valued at over $230 for a gift of just $50. Or you can go to watchprophecyclub.com, and we've set up so you can watch all seven of those anytime and as much as you want over the next 90 days for a gift of $20. That's at watchprophecyclub.com. Now, you probably got a call to figure this all out, a little complicated, 785-266-1112. I know you already got it on your quick dial in your phone, 785-266-1112. Now, let me tell you why I want you to get the DVDs. If you want to understand where we're going, and I think what I'm about to say is probably going to happen before the end of this year. I'm not trying to set a date. I'm simply trying to say it's not 10 years. Okay, not saying that it's necessarily even this year. What I, well, I'll, I'll say it this way. I think the next thing to hit America regarding Bible prophecy has to do with what I'm about to say. So first of all, the description of the DVDs. Top Secret Soviet War Plans for America by Jeff Nyquist. Jeff read over 750 books from Soviet defectors who had revealed the Russian plans to destroy America, and that's what he puts into this DVD. You want to know what the Soviet defectors say in secret, behind the curtains, under the table, what they're planning to do to America? That's your DVD. Russian defector warns America. This one is by the highest-ranking Russian military officer to ever defect, Stanislav Lunev. Okay, so this is by a Russian defector. And you'll see in the DVD that he has a big hat and big sunglasses on because he's in the witness protection program. I'm telling you, this Prophecy Club DVD has a Russian defector in it. And he tells you that he was part of planning and organizing the 20 to 50 suitcase nukes being secreted all across America for some time of future detonation. Get the DVD. Then I saw Subs Attack America by Henry Gruber, my favorite speaker out of the, I don't know, what, 400-some-odd DVDs we've made over the last 25 years. My favorite speaker, he gives several visions of how the Russians will attack America. Then I made a DVD called Russian Bear Awakes. Now, this is talking about Russian military equipment that is capable of defeating America, such as the quietest submarine in the world. Yes, it's Russian. So quiet, they call it the black hole. Then Babylonians Are Coming by Pastor Massey gives eight dreams about the attack on America, including the one he saw where a submarine pushes up on our beaches 
opens up releasing soldiers out onto the beaches and our military bullets won't fire at them. Yeah. Russia's secret weapon to defeat America by Bill Sneblin explains the most advanced military weapon known in the world today, scalar wave. Bill reveals that this could knock out anything on the land, on the sea, on the, in the, in, on the sea, in the air, any place on the globe, anytime they want to, with very little trace of who did it. Scalar wave renders all conventional weapons of war obsolete against the Soviet energetic weapons. Scalar waves can make large portions of the atmosphere extremely hot or cold, causing floods, hurricanes, and ice storms, and it can act like an impenetrable missile umbrella or shield over a city, a state, or even a whole nation. Then, the final one, Storm Judgment and Revival by Shane Warren shows several visions where God showed him, this is what you're about to listen to today, he was shown a meeting where Iran, Russia, and China are conspiring to kill the dollar. He said that the dollar will be worthless. He's not the only one. We've heard had two or three other ones that said that too. And that the Madrid earthquake will divide. And I think I've got, what, nine people? Uh, no, six people saw that America will split in two pieces. And it's because America splits Israel. He was shown that silver, not gold, silver will skyrocket and rise far more than gold that there's going to be major riots all across America, and that the people will demand their entitlements return. Well, that just happens to be what Trump is working on right now, is beginning to remove some of those entitlements. I'm telling you, it's not a joke, not going away. It's the next big thing to hit America, in my opinion. He also saw a great revival will come in the time of great trouble. Many will return to the church He said there is a 400-year judgment cycle, and he said, not me, he said America's judgment arrives in 2020. Now, listen to this next thing. My opinion, this is the next thing. Hope you're listening. Listen carefully. Grab your (laughs) whatever to make sure you listen to this. He says that the devaluing of the dollar caused rioting in the streets, looting, and signs saying, I want my entitlements. My opinion, I think that is just around the corner. I saw God prospering many, he says. They acquired great wealth and some kind of a wealth transfer into the hands of believers. Well, Proverbs thirteen twenty two says, A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Now, those seven DVDs, it's called the Russian Gift Offer. You can get it at prophecyclub.com. But if you want this offer... You got to call 785-266-1112. First 34 orders get Jeff Nyquist's book, Origins of the Fourth World War, free. Now, all seven DVDs and the book valued at about $230, all available for a gift of $50. And if you go to watchprophecyclub.com with a certain code you got to get from us, you can have unlimited viewing of all seven of these DVDs for 90 days for a gift of just 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Watch all seven of them for $20. Call 785-266-1112. 785-266-1112. They'll fix you up with the code. Now, let's go on over and listen to Shane Warren in Storm, Judgment, and Revival. And on the signs it said, I want my entitlements. And I knew that this had something to do with the economy. When I saw these signs, I want my entitlements, immediately I was sucked up uh, from where I was right then, and I was... Just in a flash, 
I was sitting in a room in the Middle East. Now, you say, how do you know it was the Middle East? Because I've been to the Middle East several times, and the Middle East has a feel to it. Anybody that's been to Israel or that part of the world knows that the Middle East just has a feel, that Mediterranean feel that no other place in the world has. I knew I was in the Middle East, and uh, I was sitting in a room, and there was a long table, and there were heads of nations around these tables. I can tell you who was there. China was there, India was there, Indonesia was there, Syria was there, Turkey was there, Iran was there, uh, uh, just uh, Saudi Arabia was there, Russia was there. I mean, I could just go on and on. Egypt was sitting around the table. All of these nations were sitting around this long table, and they were having a discussion, and the discussion was how to destroy America. And they went around the table in this discussion and, uh, you know, they tossed several ideas. And finally, one of the people stood up, uh, which I, I could tell you the nation that stood up, but I want to hold that for a later time because the Lord hasn't released me to say this. Uh, only to my church has He released me to, to share that. But this nation stood up, leader stood up and said, I can tell you how we're going to do it. The American dollar is in trouble. There is nothing holding stability to the American dollar except one thing. He said, here's what it is. All of us have to purchase dollars. It is the world currency. We have to purchase dollars to buy oil. And he said, what we're going to do is we're going to buy and sell oil with a different currency other than the American dollar. And when you take that one thing out of that equation, the American dollar will collapse. They're having this discussion. And I'm sitting here like a third party listening to this. And I'm thinking, what in the world am I hearing? And one guy, they started having a discussion, okay, what currency are we going to use? And they went around the table and nobody could come to an agreement of a currency. And finally, one of them said, I know what we'll do. We can all agree that we will trade oil for gold. Will everybody agree to that? And they said, yes, we will agree to that. And I knew immediately when I heard that, I immediately hit my body. I was sitting back on my couch. I came to, I was awake, I was shaking, I couldn't believe what I'd just seen. I knew God was showing me something that was about to happen. The Lord showed me some other things while I was in that about the Middle East. I saw the entire Middle East pushing America out of the Middle East. And, and I, for years I've been, you know, I've always studied Bible prophecy and I've always had one question. Why is the greatest nation in the history, uh, you know, at least in modern history of the world, why is the greatest nation that is the most benevolent nation, the most mission-sending nation, the most gospel-preaching nation of any other nation, why are we not mentioned one time, or does it seem like we're not mentioned one time in Bible prophecy? And I know I have a whole CD series of, of why or where possibly America is mentioned throughout the Bible. So I'm a student of that, but I've always had the question, why is there not a clear mention of us? I personally believe it's because of what we're seeing right now. Right now there's 24 nations, possibly 25 by the time we get to the end of tonight, that are pushing America, want America completely out of the Middle East. I saw all of this unfolding in my dream, so... I don't know when all of this dream or this vision that I just shared with you is going to come to pass, but what I can tell you is it's already started. Let me tell you how I know it started. Just a month ago, the BBC reported something that, that our news media did not even touch one single time. Just a month ago, every single one of the nations that I just mentioned to you that were gathered in that room in the Middle East that I saw talking about trading oil on a different currency, 
they reported that every single one of those nations, the rest of the world, is shocked to find out that those nations just had a meeting and they have signed an agreement to trade gold for oil and oil for gold, and so to speak. So I believe that America's headed for some tough days. You know, there's this one hope that we all have. There's always this one hope. If my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves, pray, turn from their wicked ways. See, God said, I'll hear from heaven and heal their land. That is a hope. But I believe, ladies and gentlemen, that we could quite possibly have already crossed the point of no return. And we need, I believe, the only hope for America is an absolute outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon America like the world has never seen. I'm talking about something greater even than the Great Awakening. You say, well, are you kind of preaching doom and gloom? I want to tell you, I don't believe anything in the Word of God is doom and gloom. Not for the believer. Listen, the Bible says the kingdoms of this world are coming to nothing. It shouldn't shock us that the kingdoms of this world are coming to nothing. The Bible says that. But as the kingdoms of this world are coming to nothing, it's going to give birth to another kingdom. The Bible says that one of these days the kingdoms of this world are going to become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ, and He shall rule and reign forever and ever. And of that kingdom there shall be no end. Amen? And so it's not doom and gloom for us. It's power and boom for the church. And if the, if the world experiences all of this judgment, guess what else is going to happen? Where sin does abound, grace does much more abound. And so I believe the greatest days for the body of Christ is upon us right now. Now we might all vary in our different eschatological views of when the Lord's going to come. I don't care whether you're pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib. Here's what I know. He's going to come at some point. I know, and that's what I'm believing for, okay? But until He comes... We're to occupy till He comes. And I don't believe we ought to give up territory. I don't believe we ought to let the devil have his best hand. I believe we as the church ought to stand up and be the church. You know, a lot of times things happen and, and you know, people say, well, you read too much into that. And, you know, maybe so. Maybe I read too much into some things. But sometimes when events happen, natural events. Paul said first the natural, then the spiritual. Sometimes you can understand the things which aren't seen by looking at the things which are clearly seen. Isn't that what the Word says? You know, when we talked about Japan, Japan is known as the land of the rising sun. You remember the earthquake that happened. It it shifted Japan eight feet toward America. Eight feet. Eight is the number of new beginnings. When it shifted the, the, the Japan eight feet, it tilted the earth on its axis. It actually sped the rotation of the earth up. But it tilted the earth on its axis. It tilted on earth on its axis four inches. Four inches. Everybody say four inches. Four inches is ten centimeters. Ten centimeters is where you got to get a woman to give birth. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 that the whole creation is groaning like a woman in travail in childbirth. Now listen to this. Waiting to give manifestation to the sons of God. It doesn't say to the Son of God. It doesn't say to the Son of God. It says everything we're experiencing, all of these earthquakes, all of these things you know, that we're experiencing upon the earth is for one thing. It's waiting on the church to stand up. It's waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God. Could it be that God used the land of the rising sun to send a message to the church that it's time for the sons of God to arise and God has started something new in the earth. In fact, God has put the earth in a birthing position and this is our greatest hour to stand up in the earth and to be known. Isn't that good? And so I believe that God wants to do some exciting things through us. Amen? And so... 
with that said, I want you to look at a couple passages of Scripture with me. First of all, I want you to go with me to the book of Malachi chapter 3, verse number 1. Malachi chapter 3, verse number 1. Behold, I send my messenger. Behold, I send my messenger. He will prepare the way before me. And the Lord, whom you seek, shall suddenly come to His temple, even the messenger of the covenant, in whom you delight. He is coming, says the Lord of hosts. Malachi chapter 3 verse 1 says, God is going to send a messenger to prepare the way. This, this passage of Scripture has always been interpreted by every, every commentary that I've ever read says this is John the Baptist. However... What you need to know is Jewish rabbis all over the world are talking about Malachi chapter 3, verse number 1 right now, and they're saying it doesn't, it doesn't reference John the Baptist, that it references something else. And I'm going to share a little bit of that with you. Go with me to Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. It says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the father to the children, the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. So watch this. Before the Lord comes, Malachi chapter 3, God sends a messenger to prepare the way. Everybody with me on that. Then Malachi chapter 4, before the Lord comes... God sends this anointing again, a messenger to prepare the way. The Bible tells us who it is. It says it's Elijah the prophet, right? So before the Lord comes, Malachi tells us that God's going to send a unique anointing to the land. And that unique anointing is the anointing of Elijah the prophet to prepare the way of the Lord. By the way, do you know Jewish rabbis, and it, this is written in ancient, by ancient Jewish rabbis, say that Malachi chapter 3 verse number 1 refers to a group of Gentiles. That's what they're saying. That it refers to a group of Gentiles who will provoke Israel in the last days to return to God, to the God of their fathers. These rabbis are, are teaching this and they're talking about this. Now, why do they say that? Because if you go to Malachi chapter 3, you guys all know the passage of Scripture. You know, bring the tithe offering into the storehouse and then now open the window of heaven. You know that, right? Well, if you go up just a few verses for that, he says, you strayed from my ordinances. You strayed from my ordinances. Well, what ordinances is he referring to? If you look at the context, he's referring to the times, the, the, the festivals and the feast of coming in and bringing these offerings to the Lord. They had strayed from it. Well, they say, you know, I want, most people say, well, this refers to John the Baptist, Malachi 3.1. Can't refer to John the Baptist. They were doing all of that stuff during the days of John the Baptist. They were still honoring all of those ordinances. Can't even refer during the days of Jesus. They were doing all of that during the days of Jesus. So what I'm telling you, according to Malachi chapter 3 verse 1, there would be a time when they would not be offering the sacrifices in the temple and things of that nature. Ladies and gentlemen, that's today. And God says He's going to raise up a messenger before the coming of the Lord. And what's wild about all of this is rabbis are saying, this is a Gentile messenger. God's going to raise up a Gentile messenger. Well, who could that be? Who could it be? Well, the Bible goes on to tell you, Malachi chapter 3, it's the messenger of the covenant. Well, what is the covenant? The messenger of the covenant would have to be the church. We're the messengers of the covenant. So, do you know, this is the reason I throw this out is not necessarily because I hold to this view. I just want to show you that even rabbis, Jewish rabbis, who don't believe in the Messiah are saying something is happening with all of these prophetic passages that all of us have been reading for a long time and we don't have any explanation for. So even Israel is stirred up about this thing. And that's what's wild about it, right? Let me give you one passage of Scripture. Revelation chapter 7. You don't have to turn over there and just write it down. Revelation chapter 7 tells you that there are four angels that are on the four corners of the earth and they're holding back four winds so that they don't harm the earth. 
Right now, here's where I prophetically see us. I see four winds right now blowing all across the globe. And you can look through world history. There have always been four winds that have shaped world history. Four winds that have brought nations into prominence. Four winds that have taken nations out of prominence. Four winds that have set up kingdoms. Four winds that have destroyed kingdoms. What are the four winds of prophecy? These four winds. I don't believe these are natural winds. I believe these are supernatural winds. So I want to submit to you right now, there are four winds that are blowing on the earth that are shaping the coming storm for the last day. Number one, the winds of war. Now, tonight... I'm going to give you some stuff about some nations that I think uh, will be shocking to some of you. Specifically, nations concerning in the Middle East where the, the Scripture talks about specific nations. Ezekiel 38, 39, uh, you know, uh, Jeremiah 49, Psalm 83. We're going to look at some of those nations now. What's interesting in those nations of Bible prophecy that are specifically mentioned, the winds of war are blowing. The winds of economics are blowing. The winds of religion are blowing, and the winds of politics are blowing. But what's wild is these four winds are not only blowing just in the nations mentioned in your Bible, they're blowing all over the world at the same time. These winds, ladies and gentlemen, the wind of war, the wind of economics, the wind of religion, the wind of politics is shaping the world. These winds are blowing right now, and I believe that they are creating the perfect storm. They're creating the perfect storm. And, and what's wild is there's, not, there's very few nations on the globe that right now aren't experiencing these turbulent, turbulent winds right now. America is in the crosshairs of prophecy. Europe is in the crosshairs of prophecy. The, the, the Middle East is in the crosshairs of prophecy. So these winds are blowing. And I want you to keep these things in mind as I talk to you over the next few minutes. Because the problem I have, and let me just share with you, I travel all over America. In fact, I've preached so much I can hardly preach tonight, talk tonight. I travel all over America. The problem that I see is I go into churches, good churches, great churches, but the people of God are completely clueless to what is going on in the earth. It's almost like there is a stupor over their eyes. I think there's a reason for this. There's a reason that every time Jesus talked about the last days, He always talked about people being asleep. Always, right? And there's something wrong with the church. It's like a stupor is over the church. Here's what we got to have. If we're going to have this great move of God that we're talking about, we need the church to arise. So we need God to visit the church. That's the only hope for the nations. It's the only hope for the nation. I believe God's going to do it. I believe there's going to be a storm, but I believe God's going to visit the nations in the middle of this storm. Now, there's a passage in your Bible, Matthew chapter 16, verses 1 through 4, that I want to talk to you just a little bit about tonight. Matthew chapter 16, verses 1 through 4. Then the Pharisees and the Sadducees came and tested him that they would show, that he, they would show him, or he would rather show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said to them, when it's evening, you say that it'll be fair weather for the sky's red. And in the morning, it's going to be foul weather today for the sky's red and threatening. Hypocrites. 
You know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the time. Say that phrase with me, the signs of the time. Very important phrase. He said in verse 4, A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign shall be given it except the sign of the prophet Jonah, and he left them to depart. And of course, the sign of the prophet Jonah is speaking about the resurrection. Now, let me just teach you something that a lot of people don't understand. In the days of Jesus, miracles were not an unusual thing. Israel was used to seeing miracles. They had been brought up with prophets and judges. They knew very very well the miracle-working hand of God. So, during the times of Jesus, there are some reports that says there is as many as 80 to 90 people at the same time that Jesus was upon the earth claiming that they were the Messiah just like He was. There are some documents that say this, okay? So we know that there's a lot of people claiming that they're Messiah. And throughout history, people had risen up and said, they had risen and they said, I was the Messiah. We know that Israel was looking for a Messiah, that they were looking for a Messiah. Now, just to clarify, Israel is not looking for a God-man. That is not their concept of a Messiah. Their concept of a Messiah is a Davidic type of Messiah. A man who's greatly anointed by God for the sake of the kingdom of Israel. That's their concept of a Messiah. But anyway, they're looking for a Messiah. They know the Messiah is going to be able to work miracles. So here's what happens. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious leaders of Jesus' day, would send out a delegation of people that would watch anybody who had signs and wonders following their ministry. Because they were looking for the Messiah specifically, and they had to clarify who's the Messiah and who's not. So they sent out a little investigated, you know, delegation that's going to investigate who the Messiah is and who the Messiah isn't. So notice here, the Bible says there's two groups of people here that come to investigate Jesus. They're called Pharisees and what? Sadducees. All right, Pharisees are very strict adherents of the law. In fact, Jesus doesn't just say things to be saying things. You know, how many know the Word of God doesn't just speak just to be speaking? It says specific stuff, right? So when you hear Jesus say, not one jot or one tittle will pass from this, He's directing that to the Pharisees because that was terminology that was used when the Pharisees would meet together to discuss the Word. They would discuss the word in jots and tittles. And so they would use that terminology. So Jesus would use that terminology with them. Jesus here makes a statement to a group of people, and the Bible says the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Who are Sadducees? According to the Judaic Encyclopedia, and I have confirmed this with Rabbi Moshe in Israel, in order to be a Sadducee, you had to be able to trace back your lineage to the sons of Issachar. So in order to be a Sadducee in Jesus' day, you had to be of the sons of Issachar. You remember the book of Chronicles? The Bible says the sons of Issachar were discerners of the times and seasons and knew what the people of God ought to do. So notice this. Jesus is almost like slapping the religious in the face here. He says, you're Pharisees and Sadducees. You're supposed to be discerners of the times and seasons. And here you are. You're looking for the Messiah You're looking for that prophetic season that has been prophesied by the prophets for hundreds of years and you can go out and you can tell what the weather is, but you can't tell that you're living in the signs of the times. In other words, you don't know how to be a discerner of the season. That is exactly where the church is. they're, They're interested in politics, they're interested in economics, they're interested in all this stuff. I'm going to interrupt right there, but I really want you to get these seven DVDs. 
top Soviet war plans for America. Russian defector warns America. I saw subs attack America. Russian barrow wakes. Babylonians are coming. Russia's secret weapon. Storm judgment and revival. And the first 34 orders. Also, get Jeff Nyquist's book, Origins of the Fourth World War Free. Valued at $230 for a gift of $50. But... You can call 785-266-1112 and get a code and go to WatchProphecyClub.com and you can watch all seven of them for the next 90 days for a gift of just 20 bucks. 785-266-1112. 785-266-1112. Watch all seven of them for 90 days, gift of $20. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for those gifts of support. God bless. Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you. Do you have some bad habits or issues that need changing? Do your prayers go unanswered and you feel like a failure? Do you want to do good but find yourself continuing to do bad? Maybe bad dreams or nightmares, angry too often, not making progress in your life? Maybe you need to come to the Hide and Sink Christian Deliverance Conference. This is Christian's Helping fellow Christians, July 21st, 1 to 5 p.m. Spirit of Prophecy Church, 2540K Avenue, corner of Park and K in Plano. No charge. If you have questions, call Lou at 972-567-4122. 972-567-4122. No reservations necessary. Show up July 21, 1 to 5 p.m. Spirit of Prophecy Church, 2540K Avenue in Plano. See you there.